Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast with Dr. Karen Kambule, where we search the scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Download to this episode, share it with your friends and family. Stay blessed. Remember to make the Word of God your anchor. Greetings. Thank you for tuning in to Word Anchor Podcast. The topic for today is living a blessed life despite circumstances. In the previous episode, we looked at living a blessed life. In the beginning, God used the word Barak when he blessed the first male and female that he had created. He used the same word when he blessed Noah and when he blessed Abraham. It is always a great thing when you receive the blessing. When somebody says increase and multiply, when somebody says prosper, when somebody says succeed in every good work that you do, it is a good thing. The words of blessing propel the blessed person towards experiencing a great life. Adam and Eve, for example, they continued to multiply what they had been given even after they had sinned. The blessing remained. Abraham became the great nation. He was wealthy. And this blessing continued through his descendants. This was the blessing, the kind of blessing, the Barak kind of blessing, the one that propelled him for great things. Most of the time, we associate blessing with good things. We associate it with money, with properties, with children, with livestock, with businesses, and so on. Because of these tangible things and visible things that come as a result of the blessing, we always become happy if we have those things. But is that real happiness? When these things are not there, the money is not there, the cars are not there, at times we think that we are not blessed. We may even say that we are cursed. Some will even say they have bad luck and therefore cannot be happy even under those circumstances. In fact, when someone is continuously suffering loss, hunger, poverty, people may even say that person is cursed. And then there are people that have none of the things put out as a standard for blessing, but they are more happy and content despite not having much. There's a video of a famous song these days. It's got a nice beat. It has more than 150 million downloads worldwide, and it has a very specific dance routine. It's been keeping people busy. I've also danced to that song. The video of that song, it depicts some children from Africa. Those children live in an orphanage. They dance to the tune in a nice way and they have many other videos on YouTube. They are not necessarily nicely dressed. Their surroundings are not top-notch. In fact, they are just dancing in the dust, some in the middle of cornfield. They have no care in the world, just dancing to the music and they are having so much fun. They have no fancy toys, but just dancing. They couldn't be bothered by the bills, the new clothes, the cars and all this stuff that we're always trying to attain. Not that they don't need it, not that they don't want it, not that they don't need parents, but they are blessed living and dancing and being taken care of with the little that is available for them. Their happiness is not dependent on their circumstances. They are blessed despite their circumstances. The blessing word in the Old Testament, Barak, it propelled or brought about increase, multiplication and dominion. Those are great things and Definitely we all would love to have those. But what if things are not multiplying? 
instead of increase, you may be experiencing a decrease. What then? What if you lose things? What if you lose people that you love? What becomes of your standard for blessing? Because we have associated blessing with all of these things, the cars, the money, the houses, and the good life. And then we're saying the person is blessed. We get married, we're saying I'm blessed. The one that is not married, are they not blessed? Why should you be joyful despite not seeing that increase that God spoke about in Genesis chapter 1? If we look at the Old Testament, it ended with a curse in Malachi 4 verse 6. Jesus, however, began his teachings in the New Testament with a blessing, a blessing despite the challenges and the issues of life. It is a new way of looking at life, a kingdom way of thinking and living. Kings lived lavish lifestyles. Look at Solomon. He had all the wealth as a blessing from God, but he died a sad person, preaching how it was all vanity. He had it all. The kind of money and wealth that Solomon had, we probably wish to have that, but it brought no joy. It attracted all kinds of women. They all surrounded him, and in the end, they drew him away from God. There is a word for blessing in the New Testament. It is Macarius, and there are two primary Greek words that are translated as blessing. Makaros carries the meaning of happiness that we've just spoken about. The New Testament speaks of the word blessing. In Greek, it is called makarios, and that word carries the meaning of happiness. If we look at the book of Matthew chapter 5 and Luke chapter 6, it describes a happy state of those who find their purpose and fulfillment in God. It is being blessed despite of circumstances. It is being fortunate. It is being well off. It is being happy. And your standard of happiness, of being well off, is not about the money that you have. It is the fulfillment of being in God and God's purpose, even if you don't have all these other things. When you look at the teaching of Jesus, he began to teach the disciples at the mount. He started by speaking forth blessing. You would actually expect him to say, blessed are those who've got cars or whose cars are multiplying or blessed are those whose donkeys are multiplying. Blessed are those whose cows and sheep and goats are multiplying. Blessed are those whose children are many. Blessed are those who have houses and businesses and blessed are those that are flourishing in life. No, no, he didn't say that. In today's social media life, if Jesus posted those people he spoke about in Matthew chapter 5, verse 3 to 12, he would have had a backlash. He would be a laughing stock because people today associate a blessing with buying a new car, buying a house, showing off the kind of food that you eat. It is called living a blessed life in today's terms. People laugh at a person who posts a picture dressed in not so attractive clothes. You cannot post an old car unless it is remade and it looks new and expect people to like. They will not like it. In fact, they will make um, fun and jokes about it. Recently, a person posted a picture of a man on his knees proposing to his lady in a fast food outlet. And she could not believe, this person who took the picture could not believe how cheap this man was proposing at that fast food outlet. Fortunately, that story turned out well as people and companies pledged to fund their wedding and they had such a beautiful and a lavish one. How can a person be blessed without meeting the standard of blessing in today's world? Jesus bids us to look at a blessing differently. He started by teaching us 
how to look at blessing, how to accept certain things that do not look like they should be accepted. But he says you are actually blessed when you're going through such things. Without discarding the word barak, which means increase, multiply, and subdue, Jesus Christ is actually teaching us that when you increase, when you multiply, when you subdue, when you dominate, you are blessed. But also when you are not increasing, when you are not multiplying, when you are sad, when you are hurt, you are still blessed. The word makarios says be happy even when the situation is not positive. You are blessed even when you are in trouble. In fact, verse 3 says those that are poor in spirit are blessed in Matthew chapter 5. Not that being poor is a good thing. Riches can make a person so proud and boastful. Riches can make a person to look down on others. Not to say that all rich people are proud, but that riches do change some people. The rich have no understanding of what it means to be poor, especially if they were born rich. Some of the rich people that were born poor, they quickly forget how it felt like to be poor and they suddenly look down on those that are poor, forgetting where they come from. But those that are poor in spirit, even if they may have riches in the physical realm, they are humble. Those that are poor in spirit, even if they may be rich in the spiritual realm, they are humble. They do not look down at others. They do not look at themselves more highly than they ought to. Paul, with all the revelations that he had, he still knew that he was the least among the apostles, though chosen by Jesus. And as a precautionary measure, a thorn in the flesh was sent to him, lest he highly exalt himself. So you are blessed when you are poor in spirit. Remember Job? He was a humble man. He was humble as a rich person with all the animals that he had and all the children that he had. He remained humbled. Even as a poor person, he remained humble even when he was sick. He knew that what he had, he only got it from the father. When it was taken away, the father did not cease from being God and he did not cease from being the redeemed. When somebody loses their riches, they may begin to do what the wife of Job said he must do, curse God and die. The way people cannot handle moving down from a lavish lifestyle to having to tone down to having nothing in the bank. Some people get so depressed because they cannot go back to the life that they used to have. They cannot begin to look at themselves as poor, even though some of them might have been poor before. Blessed are those that are poor in spirit. You may have all the money in the world, but be poor in spirit. Then you'll be able to gauge yourself rightly. You'll be able to know that what I have, I only got it from God. I personally know how to have in abundance. I was not necessarily rich, but I know how to have in abundance, in comparison, of course. And I also know how to have nothing. I know how to give to others, and I know how to receive from others. And in both circumstances, I know how to remain humble, whether I have or whether I don't. In my last unemployed stint, many people did not even know it and were totally surprised to hear later the trouble that I had been in. I was in a position where I was able to thank God and bless him for that which I had, even when I did not have the job that I used to have. In verse 4 of Matthew chapter 5, Jesus Christ says, You are blessed even when you mourn. You mourn because you have lost a loved one. It is not the same as having an additional member in the family, where we rejoice with the increase in number of family members. Here you have lost a loved one. Jesus Christ says you are blessed. You have decreased in number. Jesus Christ says you are blessed. 
Genesis 1 said multiply. But here, when you have decreased in number, Jesus Christ says you are blessed. He says you are blessed whilst you are mourning. The loss of the loved one is not a joyful one, but Jesus Christ says you are blessed. The pain is so deep, but you are blessed. Not that it is nice or good to lose a loved one, but your moment of mourning is a blessing. As I record this episode, we just buried my grandmother yesterday. She was a pillar in this family, a giant tree that held us together even in the most difficult times. My grandmother taught us to speak at the right time and to be quiet when it will not help to keep talking during a disagreement. She showered us with love. She did not have much, but she gave what she had. She did not get an education, but she planted a seed in my education when I first went to varsity. She supported me financially. When I walked to her house, the first thing she would say, what are you going to eat? I must learn that from her. I tend to ask myself if the visitors are full or hungry. I guess it's being lazy to cook for people when they come. My grandmother did not ask that question. If you walked through her door, you were hungry, period. So we got all sorts of vegetables from her. She was a farmer. She was still going out to the fields even at age 87. Though we kept on telling her to take it easy, she still went anyway. She was happy working, planting, reaping and sending all these goodies to her children and all her grandchildren. She got sick, it would come and it would go. We prayed with her even in the last two hours on earth. Me and my sister prayed for her telephonically. We could hear her cries. We were far from her. We continued praying even after dropping the call with her. And a few minutes after we finished praying, we got the call that she is normal. It was a time for mourning for us. We are blessed to have her with us for such a long time. However, we wished she had stayed a little longer, but she was done. It was enough for her. God had satisfied her with long life. She had already said her goodbyes to many other people, even to my younger brother. That very morning, she said, I have done it all. I have seen all my grandchildren. I have nothing to complain about. And later in that evening, she was gone. And Matthew chapter 5 verse 4 says, We are blessed. Even as we mourn her departure, we are blessed. The word of God says we do not mourn as those who do not have hope. We look towards the resurrection of the dead. We look for a time where the mortal will put on the immortal. The corruptible will put on the incorruptible. We mourn with the understanding that to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. They that mourn are in a time of being comforted. Weeping may last for a moment, but joy comes in the morning. We prayed for my grandma as she was ushered into her place of waiting. She suffered no more. She suffers no more and has no more pain. We are comforted by the memories we have of her. We cherish those we bless God who created her for us. It is not a time for us to say, God, why did you do this and that? It is not a time for us to point our fingers at God. We know that the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. We also know that God satisfies us with long life, and he did that with my grandmother. We can only say, blessed be God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Death has a way of bringing to remembrance the presence of a divine being. We control a whole lot of things on this earth but we are unable to hold nor contain the spirit. I remember when my sister-in-law departed, I kept looking through her eyes. I called her back. I could have ran to take her hand and bring her back if I could. Her eyes 
told of a journey that she could see and we could not. When the body was without the spirit, I looked around in that hospital ward as if to find the spirit and there was nothing. Death reminds us of our mortality. We seek comfort and we find it in God. It is a time for the father to wrap his loving arms around us, remind us of his love even when our dearly loved people have departed. He who knew Jeremiah before he was in his mother's womb, before he put on the mortal flesh, surely knows Jeremiah beyond mortality. And he knows where our dearly departed ones are. This is a different way of living, finding a blessing in pain, drawing closer to God right in the midst of a painful situation. Remember the three Hebrew young men. They found a blessing right in the fire in the book of Daniel. They had a special visitor who did not show up until the fire was heated seven times. And when the men were thrown in that fire, then he showed up the fourth man in the fire. He will be with you right in the fire that you are facing. There is a blessing even when you are going through troubles. There is a blessing in being meek. Not that people should just walk over you, but to have God fight your battle is more blessed than to show how powerful you are. The peacemaker is needed when there is a situation, a battle, a fight. It is when they have slapped you in the one cheek that you will have an opportunity of being peaceful. Someone posted on social media the other day saying, bigger person is dead. I responded and said, we must raise him up. Bigger person must arise. Bigger person cannot die. We need more of those who will take the bigger person position when reviled. Most of the time, you do not even know why someone hates you in the first place. You don't know why somebody is hating on you. You don't know what's, why somebody goes all out to do things that are wrong and hateful to you. But the bigger person must arise. And when God fights that battle for you, whilst you have stepped up and became the bigger person, your enemies will get to know that there is God that fights your battle. King Nebuchadnezzar got to know that there is God that can save somebody in the fire. He got to know that even when the fire is heated seven times, there is God that goes into that fire with those that he loves and those that serve him and those that are loyal to him. He is not going into the fire with people that are saying God is not there. People that are saying our God cannot save us. Those young men said, even if he does not save us, we will not bow. God got into the fire with them. Some of us were standing on the other side of the fire were saying, I'm not going in there. When the fire is being heated seven times, we're saying, God, where are you? God is waiting for you to go into that fire. He says you are blessed right there in the fire because it is in that fire that is going to be known as God. When boxers hit their opponent and they win the fight, they get a medal. But when you get into a ring and God fights for you, he gets the glory. Your trouble is not a time to kiss God and die, but it is the time for you to run to God. Pour out your heart to him and see him raising you up and be filled with joy and happiness. You are blessed when you're facing trouble. You are blessed when you are in need. You are blessed when you are mourning. You are blessed even when somebody is hurting you. God has not changed simply because you're in a fire. Seek the hand of God at all times. He brings comfort. He brings strength. He brings peace. He gives you joy even in the midst of a fire. Your circumstances do not mean that you are cursed. The situation that you are facing 
does not mean that you are cursed. Remember Abraham. He spent 25 years as a father of many nations without the child of a promise. But he was still the blessed person. Do not gauge your blessing with the money in the bank, the houses and the cars. But you are blessed because of God in you. Because you see, when you've got God, you've got everything. When you've got God, when the time of mourning comes, he's there to comfort you. What is the hope for those that don't have God? When mourning time comes, they start blaming people. They start cursing people. They start speaking bad about other people. Instead of saying, blessed be the Lord God Almighty. And thanking God for the life that they had been given. We bless God at all times. We remain blessed at all times. We remember our beloved grandmother, even right now. We remember her laughter. We remember the things she gave us. We remember the advices and we bless the Lord. My soul blesses the Lord. No matter how painful it is, I bless the Lord. May you bless him even when you are going through the fire. May you bless God despite your circumstances. He is the living God and he knows the trouble you are facing. He knew Job's trouble before they began. He knew Abraham would wait for 25 years before the promise came. He also knew that the descendants of Abraham will be in a foreign land for 400 years. But he's still the same God that expects you to be joyful. He expects you to live a life of Macarios, a blessed life, a happy life, despite your circumstances. Be like those little children that I said were dancing to the tune of the music in the dusty streets, in their dirty clothes, in the midst of a cornfield without parents, but they still could dance. You too can. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Shalom. Thank you for listening to Word Anchor Podcast. Please share with your family and friends. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback also and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.